Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business on Money FM 89.3 is brought to you by Zero. Try Zero free for 30 days by visiting xero.com. Terms apply. Zero, beautiful business. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharti Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for Mind Your Business. Well, in Asia, the business of pawnbroking has long been a fixture in the economy despite the advent of modern credit products. Quite unusual, I would say. Pawnbroking has been around what since I was a kid. COVID-19 was actually a time when loan redemption was at an all-time high, especially in August 2020. However, the relationship between customers and pawnbrokers has changed as more people seek incentives beyond financial services from pawnbrokers. So having gone on the channel and further dominating the jewelry space to build a lifestyle brand, Maxi Cash has led the change in modernizing the idea of pawn shops. They've revamped their stores into contemporary financial institutions and a jewelry store concept has dramatically changed people's perception of pawnbroking as customers cast a wider net. Right, it's more a lifestyle thing now rather than just a pawn shop. And of course, it proved to work in the financial year of 2020. Maxi Cash's net profit nearly doubled to 29.3 million. That is actually 97% higher than earnings of 14.8 million. So, what exactly is this company continuing to do to reinforce its position as a lifestyle brand more than just a pawnbroker? We're joined now by Deputy CEO of Maxi Cash Ung Kian Xin. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. First of all, Mr. Ung, I know that uh, Maxi Cash is the first public listed pawnbroker in Singapore, listed right. on 22nd June 2012, all the way back mm-hmm. then, and you provide financial services in the form of pawnbroking, retail gold, pre-loved branded timepieces, bags and jewelry as well. Actually, what I found interesting was that you were the first ever pawn shop to begin operations in Orchard Road. Most pawn shops would be in neighborhoods, right? This was That's in right. 2009. So, where exactly are you at now in terms of the growth of this business? Maxi Cash today, it's uh, like what you said earlier. We are a one-stop lifestyle destination. Apart from offering our loan services for those seeking short-term financing, we also retail pre-loved luxury products like jewelry, watches, bags、uh, from popular international brands. All these are authenticated, and we also buy them back. So for people who have them and we, you know, want to turn it into cash, they can always come back to us. But maybe not everyone is aware that we also retail new jewelry. Basically, these are not second-hand products, and our 916 and 999 gold jewelry are particularly popular. As you get, you, you can get similar, if not the same items that you find in other gold retailers at a much lower price in Maxi Cash. Yeah. Kensin, this is、uh-huh. a curious one. I know you talked about the popular ones that people bring to pawn, but what is the most, what is the most unique, most interesting item that people would bring into pawn? The items that we 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 take in are generally luxury products. So you're talking about jewelry, watches, paintings, bags, perhaps. 
No, we don't accept that. Ah. Not, not for the moment. Yeah. Not for the moment. Huh? Okay, so that yeah, could be something. Not for, because because we, we, we will have, you know, issues storing them in, in our shop as well. Okay, yeah. I hear you. Yes. I hear you. We, we have storage problems when we deal with such items, yes. Let's talk about the impact of COVID-19 on MaxiCash. I, I guess we can all naturally assume that more people would pawn items, but the demographics of your customers, did that change? It's pretty much the same. COVID started last year. Yeah. So during the first half of last year, when the pandemic started, we saw a huge decrease in, in retail sales, of course, because at that time, people can't go out. You, you don't have many people in the shops, although we were open because we were deemed as a uh, essential service, offering pawnbroking services. So we saw a big dip in retail sales. However, the pawnbroking business was a bit shady, was a very active, as what you said earlier. Mm. We see uh, a lot of redemptions as well because people don't want to leave their items in the shop. They have a little bit of money and they can't spend it, so they redeem it at that time. Okay. And then we saw a bit of a turn. The pawnbroking business came back after a few months. Right. Yep. And then and and then what happened was in the second half everything changed when when we emerged out of the circuit breaker you see a big turnaround in retail sales that was also in tandem with uh, increasing gold price and the trading of gold jewelry was very very active then. Mm. Yeah. It sounds like over the years you've made mm. a deliberate choice to turn Maxi Cash into a lifestyle brand. Pawnbroking alone is not good enough presumably. Tell us why? Yeah. Tell us why this became so necessary for you. We are no longer in the, in just in the heartlands. I mean, we started out in uh, MRT stations, in HDB centres and all that. But today we are in a lot of shopping malls. So we also have to cater to the shoppers that goes into these malls. But most importantly, what happened was some regulations were changed and we were allowed to retail new items as well because we, we are a regulated industry. Mm. So what happens is, you know, in the old days, we can only do pawnbroking. The, the, the authorities were not allowing us to do other things. So that changed and that allowed us to also basically offer other items to our customers. We tend to forget that mm. it's a very old business model, pawnbroking. Kenson, could you comment on how big the market is in Southeast Asia for this? And I mean, if you could put a number to how much it's worth, that would be great. What can you tell oh. us about the market? The, the market will all, I mean, this, this industry is a very old industry. I mean, it started a long, long time ago. Yeah. I, and, and in Singapore, we, we, we are over 150 years old. Mm. So, so what happens is I, there will always be a demand for this short-term financing. Okay. There will always be people who need immediate cash. They have valuables and they want to turn it in. They, they want to have that liquidity. Mm. So that's where we come into the picture to serve that need. They can't go into a bank because the bank takes a long time and they probably don't have the credit background to, to get the loans. So henceforth, that's where we, we are able to fulfill that uh, demand. Yeah. As I was growing up, I did notice that there was a stigma surrounding pawning your things, needing to pawn your valuables. 
today, based on how well you're doing, I'm guessing that stigma isn't as robust as it used to be, but I'm sure there's still vestiges of it. What more do you think needs to be done in this day and age to perhaps address some of those issues better going forward? I mean, if if you go to our stores today, you don't really see us as a pawnbroker. We are people see us as a retailer with pawnbroking services as well in the store. So what we have, the storefront will be products that we sell and that itself, you know, attract people to come in. It lowers, uh, it removes the stigma of walking into a pawn shop. So we, we as, as I said earlier, we today we are a one-stop lifestyle destination. We, we offer many things. So that itself, yeah, we, we, of course, there will be people who still associate us with pawnbroking and thinking that, you know, we have only selling secondhand goods or the pre-loved luxury items. But we have been promoting our new items that we sell. So recently, we launched a multi-channel advertising campaign to promote new jewelry for the anticipated high demand for the coming months. We see a lot more people buying gold gold jewelry now as they recognize gold is an ideal investment in a low interest rate environment and as you know gold is a highly liquid asset class and when they need the money they can always come back to maxi cash and we will buy back from them sometimes it's it also allows them that that convertibility you know Mm. from gold they are able to turn it into cash and they may use the cash to buy different designs different jewelry and they can always change and have different styles yeah Mm, that's brilliant. And and I'm glad you brought all of that up because I want to kind of dive into your own personal projections for the year. Last year, financial year 20, we did see Maxi Cash double earnings, 29.3 million. First half of this year is 8.1 million. That's down about 20% or so that was logged in the year before. A, what are your personal projections for the rest of the year? B, is it seasonal? I mean, is there a particular season where business is a lot better? Mm, that's a good question. So last year, what happened is we were all, I mean, the whole entire industry, not just the pawnbrokers, I mean, all the gold jewelers included, because last year, the gold prices were, you know, rallying and we we greatly benefited from, from that because we stopped our inventory at a much lower prices. So when it went up in a very short period of time, we basically gained a lot from a margin-wise. So this year, retail sales is, is very good, robust. I mean, people could not travel. So they are converting some of these experiential spending into material ones, and they are buying stuff. So retail sales going up. However, gold price is stable. Mm. So that itself, although you see the revenue from our first half numbers, you see our revenue gone up. You have seen growth as well, but however, the bottom line is, is a bit pressured due to the lower margins. Yeah, of gold price. So what are your plans in terms of making sure that the business continues to improve, considering what you just said, and also considering the fact that Maxi Cash, of course, is no stranger to reinventing and repositioning itself, or at least fine-tuning how it is positioned within the market? Yeah, I mean, the retail industry or the promoting industry in, in Singapore is highly competitive. But to stay ahead, we have been rolling out promotion. Uh, hopefully that will excite the customers to come in. But most importantly, we have been investing in our own people. We are sending them to training and all that and equip them with the necessary skill set. 
because when we are able to, you know, treat our people well, we know that they will do the same to our customers and that will keep our customers coming back. But speaking of what we have been doing a lot is uh, really looking at our processes and how we can better engage with our customers, especially digitally. Mm-hmm. We, we, we do have a Maxi Cash mobile app where customers can engage with us 24 by 7, 365, and they are able to do uh, many things online. So they are able to shop online, they are able to get their goods valued as well, and they are also able to pay their interest on the loans that they have taken out. Okay. So, yeah, we, we are doing a lot digitally. And apart from our app, we are also very active on social media. Mm. We have been engaging customers there too. And also, we, we, we run quite a lot of live streaming shows on e-marketplaces. Wow, you've caught on to the live streaming. That's yeah, interesting. exactly. Yeah. Actually, and, and, and just a quick follow-up on that. I mean, out of 100% of your customer base, how many percent roughly is shifting towards, you know, enjoying your, your digitalization, your apps, and, and, and even the live streaming? It's about half. Wow. Mm, That's not bad, yeah, actually. Yeah. I mean, Singapore is, uh, I mean, uh, the world today, I mean, specifically Singapore too, we are very digitally connected today. Let's talk about the future of pawnbroking, not just in Singapore, but in Asia as a region. How exactly do you expect this to evolve in a post-COVID world? I would say Singapore leads in terms of what we do here when we compare ourselves with with our neighbours. I I mentioned it before, uh, we are regulated industries. So different countries, we have different laws with regards to pawnbroking services. In Singapore, we are able to add on services. We are able to retail new items as well in the same premises. But we can't do the same in in the neighboring countries because they are quite tight with that. Hopefully, at some point, you know, rules may change. But generally, back to your question, what we have to do, I would say, you know, uh, this is an old industry. We have to embrace new technology, you know, otherwise it will be very hard to engage with our customers, especially Mm. during this time when people spend more time indoors rather than outdoors. Yeah, but safe to say it is going to be around for decades more, maybe even close to another century. Exactly. It will be around for a while, yeah. <laughs> We've been speaking with Ng Hyun-sin, who is the Deputy CEO of Maxi Cash. Mr Ng, appreciate your time this morning. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Bye. Mind Your Business on Money FM 89.3 is brought to you by Zero. Try Zero free for 30 days by visiting xero.com. Terms apply. Zero beautiful business. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.